The historical review of the scientific literature reveals how antidepressants and other psychotropic drugs over the long term increase the risk that a person will become chronically depressed and functionally impaired, which correlates with what we are seeing worldwide since these medications were introduced. Conditions such as ADHD, OCD, eating disorders, and anxiety are not a natural evolution of our species. They have specific root causes and medications are at the top of the list. You're listening to Eat for Life, the show that aims to help you identify the root causes of what ails you so you can heal and live the life you are meant for. I'm your host, Sammy G. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm so excited for this third episode in my series on anxiety. If you haven't had the opportunity to listen to my first two episodes in this series, I encourage you to check out episodes 78 and 79. I discussed how diet impacts anxiety, what happens to your hormones and gut microbiome under stress, as well as the biochemical imbalances I work with that can cause a tremendous amount of anxiety. Those imbalances are under and over methylation, copper toxicity, zinc deficiency, and pyrrole disorder. Today, I'm talking about how medications can create imbalances in the body that may be causing you a lot of anxiety and panic attacks. These are common medications many people take daily, such as statins, antidepressants, blood pressure medications, and birth control. And as I shared in episode 78, some antibiotics can permanently suppress healthy gut bacteria, which can cause chronic anxiety. This is why antibiotics should only be taken if absolutely necessary and with a solid treatment plan in place that also includes additional supportive therapies. However, today I will be focusing on antidepressants and birth control, two common medications that are known to have anxiety as a side effect. It breaks my heart that we have entered an era where medicine no longer bears any resemblance to the true art and science of healing. Instead, it has morphed into a business enterprise that puts profits over people. The last four years really opened many people's eyes to the devastation that can happen when a medical product is taken en masse without true informed consent of its contents. It also caused many people to rethink the role medications and inoculations play in our society and their impact on human health. Time and again, I hear from my clients that their doctor strong-arms them into taking a medication they do not want, nor need, and even worse, comes with devastating side effects. Next time you go to fill a prescription or buy an over-the-counter medication, look at the package insert and read how many side effects come with that drug. As I shared in episode 78, the health of your gut plays a critical role in mood and behavior. Because many medications alter your microbial terrain, meaning they cause leaky gut, kill good bacteria, and cause yeast infections, it's always wise to explore if you have a gut infection before embarking on a new medication regimen. In addition to antibiotics, the top medications proven to cause leaky gut both clinically and in the medical literature are birth control and antidepressants. But before I dive in, I'd like to share a bit about my journey with psychotropic medications. Prozac was approved by the FDA in 1987. I was 12 years old at the time and one of the first children to be put on this medication. Despite an initial feeling of relief, 
The results were short-lived and came with nasty side effects that led me to discontinue it. One of these nasty side effects was anxiety as well as OCD. Later, when I was 17, I tried Zoloft. My anxiety was so bad I couldn't sleep and I kept having panic attacks throughout the day. When I spoke to my doctor, she told me it was no problem that she would just prescribe me a sleep aid. At the tender age of 17, I knew she was clueless as to how the body actually works and hung up the phone on her. I would suffer for another 15 years before finally figuring out the root causes of my severe depression, suicidal ideation, and high anxiety, a combination of two little-known conditions, copper toxicity and undermethylation, which I discussed in episode 79, both of which have a profound effect on thinking, feeling, and behavior. In episode 63 of my podcast, I talked with award-winning investigative journalist and founder of Mad in America, Robert Whitaker, about the history of psychotropic medications and their lack of evidence and safety studies to back up their claims. In fact, a historical review of the scientific literature reveals how antidepressants and other psychotropic drugs over the long term increase the risk that a person will become chronically depressed and functionally impaired, which correlates with what we are seeing worldwide since these medications were introduced. Conditions such as ADHD, OCD, eating disorders, and anxiety are not a natural evolution of our species. They have specific root causes and medications are at the top of the list. For example, antidepressants come from drugs for tuberculosis. When they gave them to tuberculosis patients, it seemed like people became a bit more roused. So they said, oh, we can use this for depression. Once psychiatry had a new disease model, drug companies became excited about the potential profits. Now, every time someone had an emotional upset, they would say it's a disease and can easily get approval for that disease from the FDA. This meant that 12-year-olds who are going through their puberty moods can now become a target market. The drug companies love the chemical imbalance story because they make a lot of money from drugs that are taken long-term. I mean, think about it. Do you want a patient for 30 years or do you want one for three months? A 2019 study titled A Review of the Antimicrobial Side of Antidepressants and its punitive implications on the gut microbiome revealed, quote, examination of the estimated physiological concentrations of serotonin reuptake inhibitors in the gastrointestinal tract collected from in vitro studies suggests that the microbial community of both the small intestine and the colon are exposed to serotonin reuptake inhibitors for at least four hours per day at concentrations that are likely to exert an antimicrobial effect. The potential mechanisms of the effect of serotonin reuptake inhibitors on the gut microbiota were postulated to include inhibition of efflux pumps and or amino acid transporters, end quote. In their conclusion, the authors state, quote, this review raises important issues regarding the role that gut microbiota play in the treatment of mood-related behaviors, which holds substantial potential clinical outcomes for patients suffering from major depressive disorder, and other mood-related disorders, end quote. If you've ever wished you could just find that one thing that's causing your suffering, you're not alone. We've all hoped for a magic pill that will fix that one root cause of our pain. But I'm here to tell you there is no such thing as one root cause. 
I blame influencer marketing and Dr. Google for selling us on these magic pills. They claim to have the answers to all our health problems, yet few people get well from their guidance. In fact, most of the time, I see people getting worse from their guidance because they keep falling down the rabbit hole of information overload that may or may not apply to them. This process is terribly draining on your pocketbook, as well as physical and emotional health. Not to mention what can happen if a diet or supplement is not appropriate for your chemistry. If you're ready to start the healing process, I invite you to book a complimentary consultation with me to see how I can help you overcome things like hormonal imbalances, ADHD, chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, brain fog, and digestive distress. Go to eat4.life, then click on the free consultation button to book your complimentary discovery call. Moving on to birth control, which I've discussed extensively on my show, we find that all forms of birth control, including the copper IUD, impair the GI tract and deplete the body of key nutrients that can lead to anxiety and panic attacks, such as zinc and vitamin B6, two key nutrients that are critical for healthy brain function and hormonal regulation. Drug manufacturers know this, which is why they often add in nutrients such as vitamin B12 and folic acid to their products. Another little-known fact is that the pill disrupts the gut microbiome because it contains a mild antibiotic that kills off good bacteria, making your gut a hospitable environment for yeast and pathogenic bacteria to overgrow. This is why so many women struggle with chronic yeast and urinary tract infections while taking birth control. The pill is no longer just about contraception. It's now a catch-all treatment for various conditions such as acne, irregular periods, PCOS, and endometriosis. While hormonal birth control can help alleviate symptoms, it cannot truly regulate hormones or periods in a significant way which is why the monthly bleed you get isn't an actual period. After discontinuing the pill following a prolonged period of use, many women experience a delay in the resumption of ovulation and hormone production. This is our clue that the pill never really regulated anything at all. Rather than augmenting or regulating hormones, hormonal birth control actually suppresses ovarian function and completely shuts down hormones. It substitutes natural hormones with synthetic steroids, which is not ideal for women's health. Real hormones offer numerous health benefits that synthetic steroids simply cannot provide. This suppression of natural hormones with synthetic ones, coupled with its inherent antibiotic, is why a high percentage of women struggle with anxiety and depression and are put on an antidepressant and or anti-anxiety medication. It's a sad cycle of one drug after another and then another. All of these issues combine and you have a significant inflammatory state. It's not possible to have healthy hormones without a healthy gut because many of the hormones in our body are synthesized and converted in the gut via our healthy microbiota. I found time and again in my clinic that if we balance the gut, that most of the symptoms women experience, such as anxiety, depression, and PCOS, go into remission. Embarking on a health journey can often feel like a challenging struggle, particularly when confronted with symptoms such as anxiety and panic attacks. 
This was the case for my client, Sarah, whose experience exemplifies not only a journey of healing, but also one of resilience and strength. When Sarah came to me, she was struggling with severe PMDD, anxiety, and depression, fatigue, insomnia, as well as issues with digestion, such as gas, intense bloating, and constipation. Her symptoms were so debilitating, she would often call in sick to work and required Prozac and Adderall to get her through her very painful menstrual cycles. When I tested Sarah, her lab work revealed copper toxicity, zinc deficiency, and undermethylation. Stool testing showed several elevated markers, including H. pylori and candida, as well as pancreatic insufficiency, low secretory IgA, and high calprotectin, which is like CRP for your gut. After these findings, we immediately set to work on Sarah's diet, gut, liver, and pancreatic health with botanical and enzyme therapies. I also advised her to eat regular meals at the same time daily and to be in bed with lights out by 10 p.m. I increased her protein intake to support her body in healing, and I also added in nutrients to balance copper and methylation and to calm her nervous system. Within the first two weeks, she reported improvements in sleep, energy levels, and daily bowel movements. We met every month with improvements and adjustments to her program after every session based on her responses. Today, six months later, Sarah is off all her medications. She has lost 30 pounds and has the energy to exercise several times a week. She was also recently promoted to regional manager and no longer needs to take time off during her menstrual cycle as that is also balanced and no longer painful. So as I close this episode, I'd like to leave you with a few things to consider. When meeting with your doctor, give yourself permission to get a second opinion if you feel something isn't right or you are not being heard. You know your body best and better than any physician. So please trust your discernment and don't let someone tell you that it's all in your head. When considering or being presented with a new medication, I'd like you to ask yourself the following. Number one, will this medication really solve my issue or does it merely mask it only to create another issue that I will need another medication for? Number two, could looking at what I eat, what time I go to bed, the stress in my life, as well as any nutrient deficiencies I have, be a better option? And number three, would it be better to take my time and research this drug before I take it? A good website to search for drug side effects is RxISK, which I will link to in the show notes. Thanks so much for being with me today. I trust better understanding into how these two common medications can cause anxiety is helpful, and I look forward to being with you next time. I believe sharing is caring, so I have a favor to ask. If my show is helpful to you, I would be so grateful if you would leave me a rating and review in iTunes. It is through sharing that we create community, eliminate guilt and shame, and bring about healing. Thank you in advance for taking three minutes out of your day to support my show so others can find me. Don't miss an episode of Eat for Life. Be sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player.